So obviously wanted to dig into the, the new album and learn all about it and talk about some tunes and get your opinion on a couple things. And God, I want to go back in time because there's no way to not talk about whatever you musicians had to endure for this past year and a half and still kind of enduring with this uh whole lockdown and pandemic, but I kind of wanted to go back to, I guess, what, 2020, because you guys did the tour with Wednesday 13 right just before the pandemic hit, right? Yeah, no, we were were literally on tour, got home, and I think it was like a week at best, a week and a bit, and the whole world was just shut down. So it's like we just kind of fit that last tour in before the end of of it all. And where were you guys at in the timeline of doing the album i imagine the album was done because you guys were kind of already releasing tunes before then kind of leading up to it with like run with giants video was out and love you wrong and stuff was the album already done by the time the pandemic hit well it was done but then when we had all this extra time in the in the midst of all this happening we just needed to kind of process our own emotions and started writing even more so the end product of initiation is actually about 50 50 before the pandemic and 50 percent written during the pandemic yeah see that's what i kind of wanted to dig into a little bit because it's interesting i've talked to some bands like the band red fang they did their album had it done the pandemic hit and they just left it alone and some bands have gone back in and tinkered with it and and you're one of those bands that did use that extra time to write some more like i had read or heard that you actually written uh, bystander during the pandemic yes yeah, so songs like bystander and bad news are really typical to how i was feeling during the whole time of confusion and just every day almost feeling like groundhog day to a certain extent of just kind of waking up being like oh yep we're in a pandemic can't go anywhere checking my phone oh some more bad news yep bad news again okay What am I going to do with my time? And I think that everyone to a certain extent can probably relate to some of those songs by the fact that we've all been through this experience together and kind of had to navigate through it in our own ways. And I think it's brought a lot of interesting kind of, to me at least, like self-awareness and trying to figure out what you really either need to get out of life or what, how much you value really being with friends and having experiences like going to concerts and exploring the world and Those things are really, really valuable to me. And when it's taken away, you realize it even more. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So would the album have been like two tracks short? Had it come out on time then? Actually, Cyclone, uh, No Surrender. Those were written in the pandemic as well. So uh, the way Matt and I write is we have a home studio. So there's really never a dull moment when it comes to recording. We're always in and out of the studio. Even in the past few weeks, we've, you know, tinkered around with some more ideas. So there really isn't kind of a set time or limit we have on when we can create music. We're always kind of dipping in and out. And we have even so many more songs that didn't make the cut or the track listing that uh, that will eventually kind of show through in the next, uh, you know, few months that we're going to try to release as, as some bonus tracks and maybe some exclusives for some different events coming up in the future, if I can be cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's starting to smell like an EP maybe or something. But <laughs> so You never know. We have uh, we have some ideas of something that might work for the next record, too, and we might hold out until then. So we're uh, we're always open to keep writing and, and we never let, uh, I guess, like anything really stop us from always sneaking into the studio. It, I think it's one of our favorite things to do to just to get by, you know, to process those emotions and to to feel good about it. A good day has music in it. 
You know, you guys are kind of the uh, embody the DIY do-it-yourself from making your own music, producing your own records, and then doing your own videos as well. And I want to kind of dig into the videos a little bit because the videos are great and all thematic going along with the album initiation and all do-it-yourself. You guys are self-producing these videos as well, right? Yes. Um, Making music videos has been kind of like a second passion that kind of goes part and parcel with the music because for us, especially the pandemic has amplified it even more. But a lot of the time people discover our band through the visuals. And I think that having our own vision and our own goal on kind of how we want to achieve that is really important as artists, just as it's important to write our own songs and have a vision on how we want the record to sound. Uh, We feel that same way about the music videos. And you're right, it was born out of necessity at the beginning, uh, just because we knew that in order to survive in this industry, we had to have some type of visual element. And when budgets are tight and, you know, YouTube's at our fingertips, we just thought, you know what, why aren't we the ones grabbing the camera and making this happen? And now we're, you know, something like 25, 20 something videos in and we've really enjoyed, enjoy the process. Yeah, and it's great that you do take it upon yourself. The more you can get done, the more you're in control of. Are you the video person or does Matt do that? Or or how does that all get divvied up? Yeah, so uh, the last few videos have definitely been a little bit more on my kind of concepts. And Matt's really good behind the camera. He's awesome at building sets uh, for the Vertigo video, for, for Bystander and Bad News. He was just constructing a way And I was really impressed at at what we were able to come up with, just kind of putting our heads together and some resources and a a little bit of junk and some paint, you know, can can really turn out something cool. But yeah, we uh, we split editing duties sometimes and sometimes we clash where it's not always a perfect, harmonious situation with (laughs) some of our ideas. But I always think sometimes the best stuff comes when you really Uh, are kind of fighting each other because you want to get to the best possible product that having disagreements is a good thing because it shows you're passionate about what you're doing and you really want it to be good. So uh, when we find something that we both love, that's when we know we're onto something good. I love it. And I've been loving all these videos. And is the plan to do a video for every tune on the album? Or has that been decided yet? Or just kind of taking them as they come? Or what's the game plan? Yeah, we always are kind of taking, you know, the punches as they come. Uh, Even for the videos like Vertigo, Bad News, No Surrender, those were all done in the pandemic. So we had to work new concepts and new ideas to kind of adjust to the different types of restrictions that we were dealing with. So we're pretty good at being resourceful and kind of pivoting on what we need to do to make things happen. And for us, a lot of what we do is based on kind of what we have access to or resources that we have or the time we have in between projects. So that changes month to month. And some things hit us where, you know, something will come up in life that you're like, oh man, we didn't have as much time as we thought, or a location will make itself available that you didn't think you'd have access to. And that can change our concepts as well. So as much as we love 100% to do videos for every single song, we just keep making music music videos until we feel like we can't anymore. And then whether we move on to something new or potentially get on a tour or something, you know, usually it won't stop us until there is something else that needs to take priority. I was thinking about kind of what a what a time signature it's going to be, you know, like in the uh, Vertigo video and putting on the sumo psycho, you know, mask at the end, like, wow, what a time signature. And, you know, in a couple of years, we're all going to think back to that time where we did have to wear a mask all the time. 
for me, a lot of bands do, I've heard them say, you know, we want things to be timeless and, you know, we don't want to show like the masks or have lyrics that kind of reference the pandemic. But to me, it's important to be as authentic as I can. And if something's really affecting me in like a very visceral, like way that's like changing the way I look at the world or really making me need to process some emotions, I have to go there. I just need to do it. So uh, for me, I'm not worried about kind of having any time stamps or whatnot. It's, you know, it to me, it kind of shows something that we've we've been through and we survived through. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is definitely a sign of the times. And you'll certainly remember, you know, where you were. It's just any viewer watching that's going to see, oh, a mask. Oh, God, 2020 or 2021 even. And remember where they were and what they were doing, what kind of mask they had and everything they had, they had to <laughs> endure. You know, when you're talking about uh, future and, and wanted to talk a little bit about uh, management and Oracle management and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Fafara live in our neck of the woods where the radio station is and kind of curious, uh, I imagine that Mrs. does does most of the the work and and the leg work and the day-to-day stuff but curious kind of what kind of advice Mr. Fafara has given you over the years. Yeah, Des has been, you know, he's such a positive guy. He's so encouraging as to letting us be us and to continue kind of uh, our crazy brand of whatever you call it. We call it whatever core or, you know, <laughs> punk rock dance hall mashups. He's always, you know, definitely had our backs when it comes to, to everything we've had to kind of navigate through in this industry. And as a band that's very self-sufficient, I do have a hard time letting other people kind of into my brain. I love controlling everything. And as you can tell with the music and the videos, I have no problem kind of getting in there and getting my hands dirty. But it's really been an amazing opportunity to work with uh, people like Des and Anastasia and kind of uh, see how they've navigated the industry and, you know, learn from them and their experience. And yeah, it's invaluable. So we're really lucky to be part of the oracle family yeah and shout out to uh to anastasia and kicking cancer's butt and getting passed through all of that hell yeah so as far as getting back to the good old us of a when do you think that's going to happen are you going to get a tour in in 21 or do you think it's going to be 22 at this point wish i could be as optimistic to say 2021 but i think most likely it will be 2022 just for the fact that Canada's just a little bit behind some of the border rules and making sure I know we have potentially something maybe in Europe at the end of the year. So don't want to jinx it. But, you know, if we're doing that, most likely it'll probably be until 2022. And and I think that, you know, we, we definitely are super, super excited about the fact that, you know, we have this new music we've built even more of a, you know, underground kind of following throughout the years. So to kind of come out of the other side of this pandemic where I'm sure people will be so hungry for live music. I think it's just going to be some of the best touring experiences ever. And I, I hope that the crowd comes out and represents because I am ready to party hard. <laughs> you know, I'm curious, have you like been able to boil it down? Like as, especially from an artist perspective, is, is there one thing that you've missed about touring the, over this past year and a half or whatever? Can you distill it down to one thing? Is it the crowd? Is it the energy? Certainly not the traveling. I actually do love traveling, but it is it is definitely just being in that that atmosphere of a venue where everyone there is in the moment, you know, like really present, just the energy that you can feel from a live concert. I'm sure, you know, is like 
better than any, you know, stream or possible experience from home. It's when you're with your buddies, your friends and other music lovers that are all into the same thing. You know, it's uh, to me just a really profound out of body kind of experience when you're really experiencing that music the way it should be experienced. And I just I miss it so much. I miss the people. I miss feeling a busyness and everything's alive and moving, you know. Yeah. And community, I think, is the big thing, too. Community is having that everyone in unison and there for the same purpose, for the same type of music, you know, burn off some energy. Yeah, exactly. You've been touring now for a few years and, and usually tour through Southern California and stop off at the whiskey. Is there any uh, any SoCal favorite eatery or drinkery or anything you have to do when you roll through uh, SoCal? Oh, wow. Well, I actually spent like a few years back in my teenage years, like um, downtown Hollywood and uh, spent a lot of time kind of at uh, the Renaissance Hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was signed to Capitol Records, so I was down that strip all the time. And so it really does bring back so many memories when I come back to California. Um, just like hanging out, like I got to hang out with the Rancid crew a lot. Uh, we did. I did a song with Tim Armstrong and we would do like videos in these kind of like cool places in the Hollywood Hills and working uh, out in studios in Laurel Canyon. And I stayed at the Oakwoods for a while. So (laughs) I had like lots of great experiences there. So, so many things that bring back such good memories. And I just love seeing all of my friends from California. That's the one main thing is, is if I can see some of my old buddies and stuff, that's, that's what really is great for me. Love it and can't wait for you to get back into SoCal and just had one one last question for you, Skies. We're a, kind of an old school radio station. We still worship at the altar every single night at 10 p.m. for the altar of Metallica. We call it mandatory Metallica. Wanted to talk a little Metallica with you, but certainly probably not in your top five favorite bands, but certainly a band that's impacted you. Do you remember how you discovered Metallica? Yes, actually, I do. So I was on tour with Britney Spears at the time. I know it sounds really crazy, (laughs) but I had a bunch of backing bands. They were my boys from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where they were basically like super metal rocker dudes. And I don't know how they got into how they found me exactly. I think it was through an ad that they ended up being my backing band for that tour. And Every night they would bring me new music and be like, Sky, yo, you got to check this out. And I remember Stu, my drummer at the time, just loved one of his favorite favorites was Metallica. So we would put each have an earbud in one would go into my ear and the other would go to his <laughs> and he would walk me through the different drum parts and we would just listen to the, the records together. And it's a really good memory. So I love it. And have you ever got to see him live or share a festival stage with them or anything? No, I wish. I wish. I haven't seen them live. That's one band I haven't been able to see, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully in this new year or, or somewhere down the line touring. Just to, to wrap it up, do you have a favorite Metallica tune that we could play for you on Mandatory Metallica? One? One, yeah, that's the one. I'll go with that one. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time and can't wait to see you on tour again. Awesome. I, you know, anytime come down to a show, we'd love to have you. We'll rock out super hard. And uh, thank you so much for uh, your patience with me and for the interview. That was great. Thank you, Sky. Have a good one. Be safe. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye. 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.